This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Good morning, Bucknoters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Monday, November 27th, 2023. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by Dan Rubin. All right. We're going to pick up the pieces on today's show. We're going to look back on the disaster that was the Ohio State-Michigan game and where Ohio State is going to go from here. And we're going to speak some hard truths on today's show. Um, we're also not going to overreact. We are going to react, though. Um, but uh, we're going to get into everything. Uh, before we do that, I'm going to let you guys know about our sponsor, Omaha Steaks, and an amazing offer you can get from them. I love steak. I kind of consider myself a bit of a, a steak snob. Uh, I'll tell you guys, I received a box from Omaha Steaks recently with all kinds of awesomeness included. My family and I loved it. Bacon-wrapped filet mignon, sirloin steaks, pork chops, and more. It got me thinking that this would be a great holiday gift for any of your family or friends. Who enjoy high quality steaks or even a gift for yourself go to omahasteaks.com and take advantage of 50 percent off site-wide plus use code bucknuts at checkout to get an additional 30 dollars off your your 30 off your order go to omahasteaks.com and take advantage of 50 percent off site-wide plus use code bucknuts at checkout to get an additional 30 dollars off your order wow those bacon wrap fillets are a holiday gift favorite for sure I would also recommend a side order of scalloped potatoes. Visit omahasteaks.com and save big with 50% off site-wide, plus use promo code BUCKNUTS at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Hurry, because these great deals at Omaha Steaks will be gone before you know it. That's omahasteaks.com, promo code BUCKNUTS at checkout. Minimum order may be required. It's a pretty awesome deal there. 50% off. Then an extra $30 off with the code Bucknuts, and it's great stuff. Extremely right. easy execution, too, by the way. They have great directions in there. If you're worried about getting uh, steaks that are frozen and being able to execute like I was, they lay it out for you. It's a, You also forgot the apple tartlets that they put in there that are like crack, but I digress. I, I couldn't go through everything they have. But, yeah, I, my, I thought I was done with uh, – I love charcoal – Grilling out charcoal grill. I'm old school. I thought I was done for the season. And then we got the Omaha steaks. Yeah. I'm like, we're going to have one more 
charcoal grill out. And it's, it was fantastic. All right, let's get into it. I would rather just talk about steak the entire show I, rather than the uh, lack of sizzle from the Buckeyes the other day. You know, I'll start off with this, Dan. Here's the one thing that, that I mean, there's so much I'm disappointed with. Um, I went back and watched the game. I was thinking, maybe I just am not giving Michigan enough credit. You got to give them credit. They played well. And, and they didn't, Michigan didn't beat themselves. But you don't, you walk away from that game, whether watching it live or rewatching it, thinking Michigan didn't do anything that great. Like, they, this is not a great Michigan team. And Ohio State still, with everything on the line and everything that's happened off the field and everything that's happened on the field the last couple of years, they still couldn't get the job done. And it's not like Michigan went out there and played great. They just didn't do stupid stuff. Yeah, this is the first time I've commented in, in any form since the game. So I want to be clear to start off here that I credit Michigan for a non-influenced uh, W. Um, they were the better team in the game. Uh, I think for the reason you mentioned, they made fewer mistakes. Whether that means they know who they are or all the uh, spiritual uh, evaluations people make out of it, but um, Ohio State was in that game the entire time. And you can go back and look at specific plays, and everyone has their theories on on how much you know emphasis you can put on an individual play and such. I don't think Michigan played tremendous. I do think their quarterback made plays when he had to. Um, Their timing was better. I thought their play calling was more apt for the situation when it came up. Um, I thought they went to their – my biggest fear in the game offensively, of them offensively, was getting our safeties and linebackers mixed up on their tight ends, and that's exactly what happened. When they needed a play, they went to 18 – they were even able to go to the backup when dude was spitting up blood. That wasn't good. Um, I just thought they they were a little bit more prepared. That's just a fact. I mean, uh, it's just interim, more well, I, I don't I don't want to you know be be completely indicting of uh, if that's even a word of Ohio State. You're on the road, the weather, etc. But um, they just didn't. They weren't crisp. And I also think, and I'm a huge believer in getting off to a good start on the road. Um, And and people have gotten on me for this in my personal life. I think the drop by Igbuka on the first drive was, I don't want to make too much out of one play, but if you're laying out a, uh, a blueprint for winning, scoring on the first drive, not to mention, so a lot of this was just, to me, getting Kyle McCord confidence and kind of securing the momentum of the game. And that's very early to have a bad momentum play like that. Um, I mean, there were a couple other key plays in the game I thought that really were disappointing. I really don't agree with Day's approach in the first half. At the, uh, and I've heard people say he wasn't aggressive enough. Not only that, that, that drive started on the one-yard line. If you go into uh, halftime, with a touchdown on a 99-yard drive, you have secured momentum for that game probably long-term. And you probably have given enough confidence to McCord that it would have worked out a little better. So that's just kind of the first things that come to my head. I don't think Michigan is a more talented team in certain spots, but they are better on the offensive line, and that was a big difference in the game. You and I are completely in concert on the drop by Agbuka. Was it a perfect pass from McCord? No, but Emeka has to catch that. I'm sure he'd be the first to, to say that. That was equivalent to a turnover. 
you go three and out, and it, that would have been an easy first down, and 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 then some. And who knows? So, as you said, if worst case scenario, at least you move the ball a little bit, you get some confidence, and and you you punt it deep. Uh, maybe you don't punt it deep with Murko. Who knows? And One more thing on that, Dave. One more thing. Teams. Go ahead. We don't let Day execute his vision of the game. He has his vision of the game and his game plan and all the plays working together. And we come out and make so many mistakes early on that there's no continuity. Day had a plan to set up points. Go back and look at the, uh, the early drives of last year's game. It was the same thing. Too many mistakes. And then does he do a poor job of getting back on plan and getting their rhythm back? That's also possible. But that was an easy catch by a guy who's supposed to be a big-time player. This is the number one player in the class. you got to catch the ball. you just got to catch, catch the ball Drop there. passes. We've gone over this, Dave. Most underrated. It's, a, it's like a half a turnover, like you said. And then uh, the real turnover was just the killer. And we can point to all different kinds of things in this game we're going to. The Emeka was, drop was the tone setter. The killer was that interception by McCord, and it was it was it just was reminiscent of Stanley Jackson in 1997. It's like, here you go, Michigan. Here you want you want the ball. Here you go. I mean, same exact uh, stadium, no less. Hurts me to say, but that's exactly what it reminded me of. Michigan couldn't do anything on offense. I thought Ohio State was doing anything, and they just give them the ball at the five yard line. This is why when people and I'll, I'll get to the defense in a moment. The defense let the team down in the second half, and I get that, but I mean the defense. They played well in the first half. Even that touchdown drive that started at Ohio State's five-yard line, it took Michigan four plays to get it in the end zone. That interception by McCord was horrible. It was the biggest play of the game. And, Dan, I don't know. I mean, maybe we're prisoners of the moment. Me, I'm not going to speak for you. Um, I've seen enough of Kyle McCord as Ohio State's starting quarterback. I don't know in that, if that entails Devin Brown, Lincoln Keenholz, true freshman Aaron Nolan. I don't think it's going to be true freshman or portal uh, one of those four things need to happen. I've seen enough of Kyle McCord. This is tough. Um, I thought uh, Bax uh, summed it up in a nutshell better than anyone has at the end uh, on your on our post game show. What we learned live that I've never seen anyone who makes high level NFL caliber throws and then will throw a maddening play throw on the next play so consistently throughout the season. I, I don't have the vibe on McCord that he has like control of the game and you're giving it to your point guard and he's kind of like orchestrating things as much as you like or dislike JJ McCarthy. He was in control of the Michigan offense. You felt that you felt like he kind of knew what he was doing. If, uh, if things didn't go well, he could use his feet to run away. We can talk about the fact that we have a quarterback that literally doesn't move in an era where you have to have a mobile quarterback. Go can, I, can I interrupt you just for a second? Um, you know a lot about football and just in general. Can you think of uh, – and we'll tell a story here. We're going to let people behind the curtain here in a moment, something we saw during the offseason that gave us pause. We were hoping we were wrong. We weren't. Can you think of a really good quarterback off the top of your head that had no – charisma is all at all i'm not saying he had to be the most charismatic guy in the world can you think of a really good quarterback that has no charisma and i don't consider charisma doing a stupid dance before the game i mean no, be able no, to i get what you're saying has, you know yeah. what i mean like i would say i would say you're the red rocket maybe but behind closed doors i've heard he's uh he's a guy people get behind but in terms of outward charisma maybe andy dalton but i hear what you're saying 
Well, and here's what I was going to say for the, the people that I, I, I'm okay saying this. We don't need to t- like say everything, but like we were at an event at an event, Dan and I were, and Mr. Bucknuts, we were behind the scenes at an event for the foundation. It was a, a pre-party before the big party and a private party. And there were several former Ohio State star players there. And then a bunch of current players walked in. And I looked at Dan and Dan looked at me and Mr. Bucknuts were all talking about how Kyle McCord just doesn't command the room. He looked like he'd rather be anywhere else in the world. Like he was just looking. And I was thinking like, I even said it. I wasn't just thinking. I was like, that's not how a starting quarterback at Ohio State should should look. He should be able to command the room. He should be the coolest guy in the room. Or if not, he shouldn't look like he is like, you know, should be in the in the corner, like in the fetal position. That's what he looked like. He looked like he'd rather be anywhere in the world. Devin Brown walks in and he's got all the uh, charisma in the world. Um, again, there's so many other things at play here. But, man, I'm trying to think of a quarterback that's really good that, that would walk into a room like that and just, I don't know, look like he was lost. And it just gave me pause. And I was hoping I was wrong. I wasn't wrong. Yeah, and this this Dave and I actually have some attraction on this evaluation given that this happened. You're better at this than I am. How many years ago was that? Then we went to the uh, fundraiser where Bowserman and there was a linebacker up there on the stage, and he was so nervous, dude. He was red-faced. He was coughing. He was uncomfortable, and I turned to you and I said, dude, come on. This ain't going to work, and it was after the uh, – he saw ghosts against Illinois, but still, so we had, we you know, were already on our way there, but it's kind of similar in that uh, even when you look at it just from a standards perspective, Kyle McCord's a good quarterback. This is Ohio State. We're supposed to have the best quarterback in the country now. We've had four straight quarterbacks go to the Heisman, one transfer out because he couldn't get on the field here, who's one of the best quarterbacks on planet Earth. This is not how it should go. We can't be playing quarterback from a deficit. That's just a fact. There's no argument to be made for Ohio State, the way we're set up with Ryan Day, et cetera, to play at a deficit from quarterback. Now, is it ironic that, yes, I know it's going to take a lot for them to go to the playoff, but the the thing that's working against them the most is they need Texas to lose in the Big 12 championship game, and Texas is going to be quarterback by former Ohio State quarterback Quinn Ewers, former Ohio State quarterback, yeah, and I put that in air quotes. But I mean, he he was slotted if you look at the overall depth chart history projection wise. This would be his year. Yep. So here's my question, Dave: Has Ryan Day, the administrator, let down Ryan Day, the coach? <laughs> kind of like what we would say with Bill Belichick. Great. What I'm coach. saying, well, it's the same Not thing. Anymore, a terrible GM. But uh, they're disparate skill sets. You don't say great coach for Belichick anymore. I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know what's happened to Killer Ryan Day. He came in and that 2019 season, he's like, I'm going to poach two coaches for Michigan. I mean, Al Washington ended up not being a good coach, but I digress. That was still, a you know, just a ballsy move. I loved it. And that 2019 season, the way he was coaching. And, yeah, they were loaded. Um, but, you know, I mean, they just – every year, Dan, there is something that – other than 2019, right, I just feel like they got screwed against Clemson. But other than 2019, there's something every year that's a glaring problem with this team. In 20 and 21, it was defense, right? And then last year, it was big plays. You know, still defense, big plays. And then this year, special teams is an issue. I mean, it's just every year there's something that's absolutely glaring that keeps Ohio State from being great. And quarterback play this year as well. But also, Dave, I don't know what happened to Killer Ryan Day. You got you to take chances in this game. Um, Jim Tressel 
people say Senator Trestle. Sen- tell you what, as we all know, in the Michigan game, he was more balls to the wall Trestle than he was like Senator Trestle, like Trestle ball. Go back and watch the 2006 game, the game, number one versus number two, game of the century. He comes out throwing the ball all over the lot that first uh, drive. Trestle would coach aggressively against Michigan. Ryan Day does not coach aggressively against Michigan. He got out coached by a 37-year-old interim head coach, Dan, and yeah. it pains me because I want to like Ryan Day. I, I want to like him. It's getting tough, man. It's getting tough. So why I'm trying look, we all know what happened. I'm trying to figure out why he did certain things. So let's take the end of the first half. Okay. Why he got conservative there. Is it that he's just being conservative or this is why I say the GM letting down the coach. If he's the both, where would you rank this offensive line versus Ohio state offensive lines in the last decade? Tenth. That's one of the worst. Tenth. Yes. Tenth. Where would you rank Kyle McCord oh, over on. the last 10 years? Tenth. So he's – he's. so, yes, I get that by the time we got to Michigan, um, he needs to make the right calls. He didn't trust his quarterback, and he didn't trust his offensive line to give his quarterback time. Now, they recruited those guys, so they're responsible for it. So this is what I mean by the GM letting down – the coach, the offensive line was not good enough this year. Okay. It was not good enough at Ohio state. Every single starter needs to be an NFL player. I've said this for years. Remember we used to talk about this and I said, running back, you need 4,000 yard backs. Okay. If one gets hurt, put another one in there. Their offensive line, who is a lock solid pro right there? The question, if you cannot answer that question immediately, it's a problem, okay? And I've said this. Now, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit to, to changes to be made. Through no fault of Ohio State's, college football has changed so that if you want to pay for something, you can make up for a mistake. That's not a, a – the new rules are, with NIL, you can pay people as much as you want, theoretically. I don't want to get into the details of how it actually plays out. But they need to go into the portal – and get the three or four top offensive linemen, okay, that are available and pay them whatever they need. If the people in the locker room now don't like it, they can boogie. The most, the easiest way for Ohio State to return to where they want to be next year is to come back with a kick-ass offensive line. You want a little extra time for Kyle McCord? You want a little extra time to develop some running backs? Go look at the depth chart at receiver for next year. None of them are going to be able to drink. Legally, okay. Seriously, who's the tight end? Who's the starting tight end next year, Dave? Jeez, Jelani Thurman. I mean, right now, right now it'd be G Scott, but yeah, I think Jelani. Come on, Thurman, man. Jelani Thurman's got to be the guy. Jelani Thurman's guy. I don't care if there's if there's maturity issues or what. He's a true freshman. They can get that ironed out. That kid needs to be on the field. If they don't this think he's good, they better hit the portal. This is Ohio State. You can name it. They got to get rid of Parker Fleming, a special teams coach. That and that to me is a minor move. I mean, if he's going to be the scapegoat, I'm not down with it. They just need to get rid of him because he's not good at his job. That's You can't pin everything on Parker Fleming. This is this starts with Ryan Day. He's got to get this bleep figured out. But uh, well, They need to go into the portal yeah. and find the three top freshman or sophomore offensive linemen that slip through the cracks somewhere because yep. that happens every year. And you need to offer them more money than they could possibly get to the school they're at. And if you have more money offered and you're going to be playing on the biggest stage in the world, 
you're going to go there. It's business now. Whoever goes on probation, any team, go to them immediately and offer their best offensive lineman. No one needs to stick around anymore. By the way, if Will Johnson at Michigan, and I've said this, if Michigan goes on probation, offer Will Johnson to come over. You need to be ruthless. They've made enough mistakes in the last few years that there needs to be an attempt to make up the ground immediately. Otherwise, you're going back to being at a deficit. The offensive line, I don't care what you tell me, anybody, it is not good enough. When I saw Pryor get whipped on the right side by a 230-pound defensive end that one play, just chucked, chucked. It's just not good enough, man. The worst offensive line in 10 years, and I only say 10 years because I haven't researched before that. When was the last time you had an offensive line at Ohio State this bad, Dave? Let's see. I'm trying to think of uh, – what was the 2004? The 2004 team wasn't good. What was the – what were some of the linemen on that 04 team? So I don't, I, don't, I don't want to disparage any. But actually, they had Nick Mangold on that team. There's no Nick Mangold on this team. Nick Mangold would have been a junior that year. Come Rob on. Sin. Those are future NFL guys. We the started a transfer from this San Diego State. And Kyle McCord is the worst starting quarterback for Ohio State in the game in forever. I was thinking my, my first, like, what about 2011? Like, no. True freshman Braxton Miller went up to Ann Arbor and played his butt off in that but game. See, true freshman Braxton Miller, exponent, and he struggled that year, but he had Jim Bowman call and plays. Give me true freshman Braxton Miller all day over junior Kyle McCord. And I tell you what, man. He's probably the worst starting quarterback since, dare I say, Steve Belisari. I mean, it's got to be, right? Has to be. Kyle McCord is Ohio State's worst starting quarterback since Steve Belisari. Yeah, like expected starter. Belisari was a three-year starter, which shows you I know, but there was – his name escapes me, but there was the one meme of the the stands. Bowserman. No, it wasn't Bowserman. Was it? Yeah, Bowserman was the – was the one with the like Bowserman like uh, throw chart Bowserman. passing the passing chart or Bowserman? I think they I think he actually pronounces it Bowserman, but who cares? Bowserman, Bowserman, Joe, the former baseball player that was twenty five years old that started the first okay. couple of games yeah, you're until, right. until right. Braxton until Braxton took over. Yeah, that was horrible. Um, Great meme. Yeah, he, he he's the worst that like started games, but like right. the last one to actually start in the game. So think Steve about Bellisari. this. See, that's where I get torn, and I go down that road. But this is the unfortunate place I'm getting to. All that is true, and we were driving to win the game at Michigan, who's supposed to be the second-best team in the country. So what's going on? Is it that Ryan Day is an offensive coordinator? Is it that the team has kind of eroded since, you know, Urban left? Is it that Michigan doubled down? on offensive line and defensive line, knowing we were turning the program over to an offensive coordinator who might not be quite as tough. The offense, so it's like, it's very challenging to think about, man. Because, I I mean, I even went and looked at transfer, possible transfer quarterbacks and stuff. I'm telling you, I think McCord's going to be the quarterback next year. I get, I understand understand everything that goes with it. Can I have the year Um, off next year? Can I take Dan, do I can I take football season off? Radical. Jeez, I think I'm. I think I need to see Europe. Um, if Kyle McCord's the quarterback next year, I'm not joking. I don't want to see it. I don't. There was warning signs all year. Okay, people that are like, well, you know, I don't want to hear about his record. Okay, because even people are like, well, he's twelve and one as a starter. Okay, great. 
great. I'm, I'm so glad he looked great against Michigan State and Western Kentucky. What's his claim to fame? The drive against Notre Dame, right? The drive against I Notre know. Dame to win the game, right? That yeah. never should have happened. If Notre Dame's defender caught the ball that was thrown right at him two plays before the throw to Emeka, good throw to Emeka by Kyle McCord. He can occasionally make good throws, great throws. He's just so freaking inconsistent. He's got no pocket awareness at all. Terrible footwork. He's not mobile. He can't run. Every once in a while, he'll make a great throw. Okay? But the Notre Dame game, it's his claim to fame. That should have been an interception to end the game right there. And it wasn't like it would have been some crazy good catch. It was thrown right to the Notre Dame game. Nobody talked – or the Notre Dame game. Nobody talks about it. And it's like there were signs all year that he wasn't good. And to play like that in the game, I, I just – I mean, it's just unbelievable. And Ryan so, Day knows it. Ryan Day, this is on Ryan Day. Does. It's not the court's fault. We heard all camp, and Ryan Day even said it. Go, Ryan Day himself said it went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. One guy would take the lead. One guy would take the lead. I heard from a great source, and I've talked about it on the show, and I'm not the only one that reported this, that at one point it looked like it was going to be Devin Brown. And for whatever reason, you know, maybe Kyle just did that last week or so pull back ahead. For whatever reason, Ryan Day picked Kyle McCord, but he wasn't sure about it. Because he said, even though they didn't end up going two quarterbacks in the Indiana game, really, because it was close. Another bad sign. Indiana gave them a good game. Um, I know it was the opener, but still, that's a terrible Indiana team. So he goes into the opener still saying, I'm not really sure who my quarterback is. That tells you McCord was bad in camp. He wasn't even doing anything in camp. They tried to give him the job. They wanted Kyle McCord to win the job. He didn't. Then he wins it by default, basically. Devin Brown needs to be the quarterback. And it's not him. It needs to be Keenan. Oh. I, I I just I just I'm done. I just I'm done with it, man. See, here's the issue we're going to go through. So let's. Some of it is what we want to happen. I'm trying to figure out what I think is actually going to happen, and try and be as positive as possible about that. I still think the easiest way to fix everything is just fix the offensive line. I that would help. let's just say he had a great offensive line in front of him. I think then Day could probably manage. I mean, they're listen, for us, they're very far away. But in reality, they're not that far away. Okay, they were a field goal away last year. They were driving in a game they did not play very well. They had a chance to win this game. Now, whether you thought, oh, it's McCord, there's no chance they could ultimately win, I get that. But I wonder if no, I don't feel that like too no, far the, away. A lot of this is on Ryan. No, this is on Ryan Day. Which this is it not, is, everything is. This is on Ryan Day. He picked Kyle McCord. He picked everything. Kyle McCord over JJ McCarthy. I mean, but this that's is, Ryan Day, the GM. I want to be. I want to be clear about this. This is on Ryan Day. But like that Correct. doesn't mean that he can't now. But he can't be stubborn and just stick with Kyle McCord because well, I'm just going to stick with him now. It's like what else do you I'm need to see? I'm not saying doing it stubbornness. I'm saying because there's no one better. I don't know, man. If Devin Brown, if it was that close, and Devin Brown, and I, from what I was told, he was, gets. Devin actually outplayed him for most of camp is what I was told. I was told Devin actually outplayed him for most of camp. Whatever. But if you believe my source, that's a really, really, really good source. Okay. Um, regardless, let's say you just take Brian Day at his word. It was back and forth, back and forth. Too close to call. That was for a redshirt freshman and a junior. So Devin Brown yeah. was right no, there. It's with an open competition. A year, left, a year less in the program. Now we've seen Kyle. Okay. I don't. Again, I don't want to hear about his record. Because they, he has not beaten anybody good. If you think Penn State's a good football team, you're new at college football. If you think Notre Dame's a good team, you're new at college football. They didn't beat anybody good, okay? The Big Ten was 
dreadful this year. It was as bad as I've ever seen it, okay? Man. And there were teams that gave them a good game. I mean, Maryland was giving them a good game. They were trailing by they were trailing against Rutgers. I mean, the, guys, there were warning signs. Indiana, oh, it's just just the opener. Well, I mean, our quarterback looked like a deer in the headlights and the offensive line got destroyed by Indiana. Oh, maybe Indiana's got a good defense. Maybe Indiana sucks and they're going to fire their coach. Yeah, and pay. I mean, they're, they're um, all so kinds you, of warning so you, signs. So you think Penn State's trash. Year. I agree. Yeah, look at this. I mean, I agree. Yeah. Penn State's the worst 10-2 and two team in the country. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I don't. I, I'm not. I'm not using that as my. Uh, I'm trying to deal with reality, like what we actually have next year. Like I'll tell you this: if Texas wins or any of the other domino, very obvious dominoes, don't fall in Ohio State's favor for this game, and really, I don't want to hear from anyone saying Ohio State isn't good enough. I agree, they haven't been good enough. No one thought they were good enough to play Georgia, and I don't either. And they had CJ, but. You, you don't want to turn down a playoff bid. So let's just be honest about that. Uh, Carson Beck could roll his ankle on the first play of the game. Okay. Let's not, let's not get too crazy on that. He can still beat anybody with his defense. Yeah. yeah. The defense has to play better than it did in the second half, but my God, if they don't, if they don't, 14, down, 14. I still think they win this game. If they don't, if Ohio state doesn't get down early, I, I am convinced they win this game, but you know, you know, if, if, and if, and, uh, well, I'm not even going to do the old phrase. We all know what it is, but like, no, uh, but look, yeah, you cannot get down to, and then it gets in your head. Michigan's yeah. able to run the ball, wear the defense out. The defense needed to be better. And one thing I wanted to say this before I forget, you know, it's really disappointing about that last drive for Michigan. They take seven minutes off the clock. They kick the field goal, leave one minute left on the clock. No timeouts. I almost forgot until I rewatched the game. They did that after Zinter had that terrible injury. I hope that young man's okay. That that's not fun to see that at all. That was awful. I forgot that was the drive before. Corm scored the touchdown right after Zinter got hurt. Then they go on this like just like time-consuming drive. Really, they like ice the game away without their best offensive lineman. I mean, it's they, just they scored on the play after he got hurt. It's they just they scored it, on the play after he got hurt. Sonny missed a tackle right. in the hole. Well, yeah, oh yeah. Well, still watch that again. I mean, it was Sonny missed the tackle, but Steel Chambers. That looked like if I was trying to play linebacker on that play, Michigan it would be like Michigan just would have washed me like right away. That that Steel Chambers looked like, you know, he shouldn't be playing football on that play. And he's a he, you know, he said overall he's a, you know good kid, solid player. But on that play, Steel Chambers just got lost in the wash, and then Sonny misses the tackle. Man, on the defense though, awful. The best you felt, I'll guarantee, the best any Ohio State fan felt in years was the touchdown to make it 17-17. It was like, yep. here we go. Right. Not only did Michigan come back and drive down the field, Dave, they never got to third down. Okay? They never got to third down. I don't want to hear anything about the defense. 17-17, biggest drive of years on defense, and the opposition does not get to third down. It was not Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. It was not Patrick Mahomes in his prime. They did not get to third down. Okay. All right, Dan. Let's take a short. Uh, we're going to talk more. Don't. We're not ending the show yet. Stay with us. As much as I would like to end the show. No, I'm kidding. This is actually therapeutic. And we listen. We're just. You know, we got to deal with it. I mean, this is just. Um, there's there's hard truths that need to be spoken, and that's what we're doing on today's show. Um, 
But before we get back to Ohio State football, Dan, tell the good people about nuts.com. Don't worry. It's just nuts.com. And by nuts.com, I mean the food stuff. Uh, do you wish you could go to Willy Wonka's Candy Factory? Well, since that's not exactly possible, let me introduce you to the online version of that, nuts.com. In addition to an amazing selection of nuts, they have tons of classic candies like butterscotch, fudge, and licorice. Nuts.com is your one-stop shop for freshly roasted nuts, dry fruit sweets, pantry staples like specialty flowers, and more. Their wide selection means there is something for everyone. At Nuts.com, quality is a top priority. They roast their nuts and pop their corn the same day it ships, so they reach you deliciously fresh. Satisfaction is guaranteed. This is factual. I am not a nuts guy. I'm actually allergic. They send a bunch of other stuff. It was tremendous. Um, I have actually reordered on my own dime. I, that's actually the truth. Right now, nuts.com is offering new customers a free gift with a purchase and free shipping on orders of $29 of more at nuts.com slash bucknuts. So go check out all of the delicious options at nuts.com backslash bucknuts. You'll receive a free gift and free shipping when you spend $29 or more, that's nuts.com slash bucknuts. And it really is true. I'm not trying to geek out here, but uh, it is fresh and delicious. And if you're not a nuts guy, they got plenty of other stuff on there. So ante up. It really is good stuff. Yep. You know, it's not good stuff. Is Ryan Day's aversion to running the quarterback? I'm watching the Texans play yesterday. And remember the, the idea CJ oh. Stroud was afraid to run the ball. CJ's a wuss. Huh. I'm watching the game yesterday. Not only does C.J. Stroud once again throw the ball great, as we all know, over 300 yards passing, two touchdowns, no interceptions. I'm looking at the Texans' stats, and I'm watching the game. I'm like, oh, look at the Texans' leading rusher. It's C.J. Stroud, six carries for 47 yards, and, like, looked good doing it. Um, if I'm a defensive coordinator and I'm playing against Ohio State, I mean, considering I'm playing against Ohio State, I know it's going to be a tough game, but, like, I am thrilled that oh, yeah. I know the quarterback is no threat to run. I don't know why Ryan Day, as a former quarterback himself, doesn't know that you have to be at least some threat to run. I'm not saying everybody has to be Braxton Miller or anything. Name a quarterback. Well, he's not Michael Vick. No one's saying that, okay? Joe Burrow, I use this example all the time. He's always making plays with his legs, unless he's hurting out for the season. But I digress. Um, that includes keeping plays alive in the and then throwing the ball down the field or having a back-breaking first down. That kills defenses. There's none of that with Day. And now we see it with Stroud. And Justin Fields has talked about this. He said at Ohio State, they didn't want me to run. He would still run because he's Justin Fields. Uh, CJ was told not to run. And Kyle has, just has no ability to run. But um, that's another thing. I don't, I don't know why, how Coach Day thinks that, like, that is okay in this modern day of football to have a quarterback that's no threat to run. I don't have a good answer for that. That goes back to my uh... – Ryan Day, the GM, letting down Ryan Day, the coach. He chose a quarterback that's immobile. Last year he had a mobile quarterback and he didn't use it till the Georgia game. And we're seeing it in the NFL. Well, not that C again, yeah, not that yeah. you're gonna run C. I want to be clear about this. I was saying this last year. I want to CJ to run once or twice a game. One because there's no it's a guaranteed first down and then some because there's there's no way the defensive end is gonna give it any time of day because you never do it. Once or twice, and then maybe so once a once a game have a called QB run that they're not going to see coming a mile away, and then maybe once a game scramble for a first down. That's not too much to ask. And no. even, with Stroud, even with Stroud, they will refuse to do it until the Georgia no, no. game. And look what happened in the Georgia game; they almost won. I, I don't, I don't, uh, 
I don't know what the deal with the CJ and the running. And uh, Justin didn't run for one year because his backup was Gunner Hoke. Okay. And they were like, put him in a shell. Uh, but I hear what you're saying. And I'm not even saying the guy has to be Braxton Miller. But I'm saying if you roll out on third and eight and there you can sprint to the sidelines and get a first down, you need to be able to do that. McCarthy being able to do that, go back and look at those drives. They didn't make again, Ryan Day screwing himself. You got to make the perfect play call every time if you have an immobile quarterback. You have no ability to vamp or just freelance athletically. And I'm not talking about a hundred yards. Just get six yards. Just get the first down. Just provide enough of a threat that the defensive end is a step hesitant, right? He's not just ears pinned back coming for your ass. So, no, no, there's no question as I perused the possible replacements if they did go for a one-year filler from McCord. Because keep in mind, at Ohio State, you have the quarterbacks coming. Aaron Nolan, plenty mobile. Lincoln Keenels, plenty mobile. Tavian St. Clair is the blueprint for what we are looking for here. Do we want to give up on those? You know how hard it is to recruit quarterbacks? I get he's been bad at it with McCord, but I can make an argument that he wasn't even ever supposed to be the guy, theoretically. So, yeah, I would not. The guy I looked at in the portal, I'm not sure if we can get him, is the quarterback at Liberty. He already transferred from Tennessee. His name is Caden Salter. I wrote this down. 2,431 yards passing, 29 to 5 interception to touchdown ratio. 899 yards on the ground and 11 touchdowns. He's from Texas. He had some issues at Tennessee. He wants to come in for one year. I don't know if he has an extra transfer in the bag, but you can't bring in someone who's going to be here for two years because then you may scare away one of the studs. Yeah, I mean, geez. And listen, I don't think J.J. McCarthy is that great or anything, but my gosh, the and I defended Ryan Day. I'm like, listen, I – I. Until proven other uh, uh, until proven otherwise, I'm going to trust Ryan Day's evaluation of quarterbacks. Well, Same. I guess now this is a one off. I, I still trust him. I still trust Ryan Day. This I, I feel like this is a one off. But man, man, again, I, I caveat that JJ McCarthy is not like the Heisman winner or anything like that. I don't. I'm not buying. He's going to be a first round pick. I'm not buying any of that. No, he's but not. He's clearly better than Kyle McCord. Yeah, but we're not saying we need that at Ohio <laughs> State. Great you don't have that. Yeah, go ahead. It's nice to have a future Hall of Famer, okay? But let's be fair. He didn't recruit Dwayne Haskins. He didn't recruit Joe Burrow. He didn't recruit Justin Fields. He was a transfer. He recruited CJ. That's it. And so now CJ's apparently good at football. So it does work at times, but, you know, the question, if we're talking brass tacks here, the question is, will McCord be the quarterback next year? you got to really look at the real factors. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know you don't want him to be, and really in my heart, I don't think I want him to be either. But you need to have a better replacement. Now, here's another thing. If they don't, if the dominoes don't fall, and they're, they go to a, a non-playoff bowl game, why not? I don't think any of the receivers are going to play. Maybe Fleming. So you're going to have... Look who's going to be starting. Who, Brandon Innes and Carnell Tate? You might it's as well just, just like put in Keenholz then. Just put in Keenholz. Like yeah, it's going to be like the Rose Bowl a couple years ago. Well, then Marvin there's no point in playing McCord if he's not coming back. Play the young yeah. guy and get a head start, or at least dual threat them. Who cares? I don't even care if they win that game. No offense. I want them to win. But you understand what I'm saying. 
Orange Bowl, we think if they don't if they don't back in, if if the dream scenario of Louisville, Louisville beating Florida State, Louisville might be favored. I don't know with Florida State that not happen. Happen. Not that Louisville's that good themselves, but like they just got beat by Kentucky. Um, but, Mike um, but but without Florida State's quarterback, I bet Louisville wins that game. And then yeah, it comes down to I'm a man. You said he's now 56. I'm I a man. I'm now that was 16 years ago. Mike Incredible. Gundy's 56. That's crazy. I'm a man. I'm 40 plus 16. Mike Gundy. If he can somehow, they're like 11 and a half point underdogs. Um, but uh, you know the Big 12 would love to send Oklahoma State and and send Texas off with a bye bye. You're not going to be our champion before you leave. But if Ohio State is able to back in, that's great. I'll take it. Um, obviously, if not, I'm here in Orange Bowl. That's going to be oh god. I mean, by the time the game rolls, it's going to be like the Rose Bowl a couple years ago. Like once the game rolls around, we'll be into it. But it'll be like the definition of a consolation prize in a meaningless game. Texas doesn't exactly have a sterling reputation in big games, by the way. I think this is the first time Sarkeesian's ever even won 10 games as a coach. So Oklahoma State beating Texas in the Big 12 title game is not like, you know, a long shot. It's possible. And then what? The uh, the loser of the Pac-12 falls behind Ohio State. Ironically, the loss at Michigan, we need Michigan to go out and demolish Iowa. Um that would make the loss because if you lose on the road at number two, when you had the ball to win, and I realize this is like taking the, the other stance, it's like kind of thing. I can say bad stuff about Ohio state, but I don't want to hear anyone else say it about it. Right, you know right. what I'm saying? And then I can still talk about how they could win, but it's possible. <laughs> it, yeah. I mean, I was sitting here last year at this time. Now it was different last year and it's crazy that they got in last year. Ohio state got their butts kicked at home. That's what I'm saying. Just like, just like you articulated, they lost on the road in a close game. And yeah, yeah, it, I love that you can pick on my little brother, uh, or I can pick on my little brother, but you cannot pick on my little brother. Um, not that Ohio State football is my little brother, but I love the analogy. Like, yeah, I can I can say the hard truths about Ohio State football, but you can't Michigan fans in there. Even if you're no, saying the exact that. same thing I'm saying, you can't say it. No, I get it. But I yeah, man, I mean, it's like, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I, last year I was saying, I was so mad, I was saying that, I, they don't deserve to get in. I don't want to see them in. And then I changed my mind before it even before the Red Sea parted and everything worked out great for Ohio State. Thanks, USC, by the way. Thanks, Utah. Still appreciate that. Um, I changed my tune. I was like, no, I want to I want to see them get another shot. Um, I want to see them get another shot, even with McCord at quarterback. Because This is defense. I still believe in this defense. If they don't shoot themselves in the foot early. I'm repeating myself with that Emeka drop and then a horrible interception from McCord. I think Ohio State wins this game. But. Oh, well, they didn't. Michigan won. You got to give them credit. Man, that's going to be – I don't know if I can root for Michigan to blow out Iowa, but they probably will. I mean, Iowa's in for it. There's no doubt about it. All right, Dave, I'm going to make a comment here that is not going to be received well by the Michigan people, but um, it's true. This does not prove you didn't cheat in the last two games, okay? Because every Michigan fan will tell you this is the best team they've had in a long time. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, like, look how veteran they are. I mean, McCarthy is good as they were last year. McCarthy's a year older. I mean, all they have all these guys back. Um, do you think, sure, hold on a sec, hold on a sec. Do you think, yeah. <coughs> excuse me, do you think Ohio State's team last year was better than this year's team? For sure. So you're telling me a team from Michigan that was worse went on the road and whacked Ohio State, and an Ohio State team that is worse went to your better team on the road and lost – by less than a touchdown. 
That does not support your argument. I'm not saying it, right. it, it doesn't. Facts right. don't support the argument. So uh, I don't care about the last two games, uh, the two years before this. They deserve total credit for Saturday. They beat them fair and square. Um, they beat them on the lines. Like I said, man, I can't – I know you love the defense. 17-17, they didn't get a first down. They didn't go to third down. I can't handle that. I can't that I cannot then no, say – no, that was bad. Dominant. The biggest no, drive of all time in years. No, I agree. I agree. I want to make this clear. I They're okay. not dominant. They totally let the team down there. And, okay. again, Michigan was without their best offensive lineman for that entire drive. They, Michigan was without their best offensive lineman for Corum's touchdown run as well. You cannot let Michigan go on a seven-minute drive there, ice away the game, and then, um, especially without their best offensive lineman, you just can't call yourself a dominant defense. I get I get that. Um but still, I think the offense was clearly the biggest culprit in this game. And special teams. I don't know how Parker Fleming has a job. Maybe, you know, maybe he won't after this. We'll see what happens. But uh, it's disappointing, man. There's just no doubt about it. But, yeah, I give – you make a, a great point because – and last year, I don't even consider them allegations at this point. I don't know how – I mean, there's video evidence yeah. of Connor Stallions whispering sweet nothing in his ear. And then everybody's like, they're throwing it, they're throwing it. And Michigan fans will say, yeah, but look what happened on that play. Ohio State completed it. That's what C.J. Stroud does. Like, C.J. Stroud, even if you know he's throwing it. But give me a break. If you're a defensive player, I don't care if you don't know exactly what the pass is or you don't know exactly where the run's going. If I tell you ahead of time it is 100% going to be a run or it's 100% going to be a pass, that's going to help you a lot as a defensive player, as we all know. It's not even allegations. There is proof that they cheated. Just look at the 13-page report from the Big Ten, which is why I maintain people are like, I don't think the NCAA is going to do anything. And people make good points. They're like, nothing happened in basketball. They had people on wiretaps admitting they were buying players and nothing happened. I get that. But reading that 13-page report from the Big Ten, man, it just sounds like if I had a bet, I think the hammer is going to – they're not going to get a slap on the wrist. And that that's not even including the other stuff with Harbaugh, which I think he'll be gone, but Michigan will still get hit by it, is Harbaugh still being investigated by the NCAA for lying to them for all the stuff that happened during COVID, extra practices and this and that, and recruiting violations. Uh, and then he allegedly lied about it, said he didn't remember doing any of that. So that's they have two investigations that are going to happen that the NCAA is going to rule on. Maybe the NCAA will get to that by the year 2030, right? But um, anyway, I got to get rolling. But Dan, Dan, any parting thoughts? Not really. I think we got it out here. Uh, <laughs> we covered it. I'm confused, man. Like I usually, as you know me, Dave, I, I, I'm not uh, short on uh, opinions. And I, I'm I'm torn on this one. With day and such. I will say one more thing. I think Kevin Wilson was a big loss. I'm not sold on Justin Fry. Um, it's not like, well, Fry's first year. It's Fry's second year. Fry's second year. And I agree with you. They better hit the portal hard. And that doesn't mean Vic Cutler. And, I mean, Josh Simmons ended up being a good get. But that should have been, like, their second guy they got. Not their first. Not their best. Um, and Vic Cutler, you get just a backup from Louisiana Monroe. you got to be a lot better in the portal. Uh and I don't know. I mean, you lose Kevin Wilson. Brian Hartline's a great wide receivers coach, a the best recruiter in the country of wide receivers, in my opinion. Do we know is he an offensive coordinator or not? He really isn't. I mean, is Day he? calls the plays. Day calls. Yeah, Day's the really it feels like at times we have the offensive coordinator as the head coach, and you know you have a wide receiver coach as offensive coordinator. You have an offensive line coach who might shouldn't even maybe even be the offensive line coach who's the co-offensive coordinator, running game coordinator, whatever stupid title he has. I don't know, man. And then you promote um, the quality control coach, the special teams coach. How's that going? Um, I That's asked unacceptable. No development. 
no development from Kyle McCord this year. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, and it, it disturbs me that that I know that Ryan Day and, and Justin Fry were friends. You know, they worked together at Boston College. They're buddies, you know? We've been through this. Know, I don't know. We've been through that part. That was Herb's downfall. Right. Trestle did that same thing toward the end of his tenure. They too. all do it. Yeah, they at least won national titles before they did that stuff, though. Fair. All right. Well, we got a lot off our chest. This was therapeutic. Um, and uh, listen, life is still good if you're a Buckeye overall. Great. Okay. I mean, when it when it feels bad when you go 11 and one and you lose a tight game on the road against a really good Michigan team, you know life's good. But it's still that game. That game uh, hard to swallow after everything that was said leading up to it and everything. It was riding on it, and just the feeling I got from Ohio State, I thought they were going to get the job done, and they did not. So you got to give Michigan credit. Great now stuff, Dan. Yeah, Go ahead. this won't be a consolation for now, but uh, there's enough Michigan people in here that I want to let you know you're going back to the dark ages. <laughs> when you lose 10 scholarships a year, you're toast. I mean, uh, I you definitely won this game. In fact, if you want to say you kicked our ass for this one day. Ohio State had more total yards. Fair, but I'm saying. I mean, this definitely wasn't an ass kicking. I know, but I'm just saying on the <laughs> offensive line and stuff like that, my point on the defense, not enjoy it. Enjoy it because you're really going to the – like I can't – dark age is the only thing I can say about it. It's not going to be fun. Keep in mind, you're going to be on probation in the era of the transfer portal. Nobody has to stick around. And I mean nobody. So that's my final word, Dave. There you go. It's a good final word. Great stuff stuff from Dan. Thanks to all of you for, for tuning in, even the, the Michigan fans in there. Uh, thanks to most of you as well. Uh, great stuff from Dan. Thanks, everyone. Hope everyone has a great rest of your day. most all-star studded challenge ever and this time it's every competitor for themselves best challenge ever the challenge all-stars new season now streaming on paramount plus go to paramountplus.com to try it free terms apply